Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You don't need eyes to see. Johnson. They say he wanted to be a mountain man. Story goes that he was a man of proper wit and adventurous spirit, suited to the mountains. Nobody knows whereabouts he come from, but it don't seem to matter much. He was a young man, and ghosty stories about the tall hills didn't scare him none. He was looking for a hawking gun, 50 caliber or better. He settled for a 30, but damn, it was a genuine hawking. You couldn't go no better. Bought him a good horse and traps and another truck that went with being a mountain man and just said goodbye to whatever life was down there below. Just where is it I could find bear, beaver, and other critters worth cash money when skinned? Ride due west as the sun sets. Turn left at the Rocky Mountains. This is his story. Jeremiah Johnson made his way into the mountains, betting on forgetting all the troubles that he knew. The trail was wide and narrow, the eagle or the sparrow showed the path he was to follow. 
as it flew. A mountain man's a lonely man and he leaves a lot behind. It ought to have been different, but you oftentimes will find that the story doesn't always go the way you had in mind. Jeremiah's story was that kind. Jeremiah's story was that kind. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy. This is Dizon. Um, want to let everybody know that uh, Jazz and Tron had their baby boy. Woo! He's big, big baby. Yeah. Um, Theo uh, Salva, what was it? Um, Salvatore. That's Martins. it. Martins, yep. Both the baby boy. It's like it was what eight ounces or eight pounds? Eight, fucking eight pounds. Yeah. God, big old baby. Big baby. And uh, I did talk to him last night for maybe ten minutes before the baby started <laughs> started doing this thing. <laughs> He's okay. He's he's in good spirits, and uh, hopefully we'll have him back eventually sometime. So, yeah, man, but, just uh, getting through now the the for the first stages stages of the baby times. So, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so it's me, and Mike, and we're going to talk about a, a really fantastic uh, western, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, uh, totally. Yeah, um, but uh, an adventure movie, uh, and I, I call I would uh, it's one of those movies I call an epic. It's an epic movie. Uh, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Not just like Western. It's just generally one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's Jeremiah Johnson from 1972. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. They say he wanted to be a mountain man. Nobody knows whereabouts he come from and don't seem to matter much. He was a young man and ghosty stories about the tall hills didn't scare him none. Bought him a good horse and traps and other truck that went with being a mountain man and said goodbye to whatever life was down there below. This is his story. Robert Redford as Jeremiah Johnson. Jeremiah Johnson made his way into the mountains. I, am I know who you are. You're the same dumb pilgrim I've been hearing for 20 days and smelling for three. Written on, forgetting. All the troubles that he knew. Take him. What? Take him! Ma'am, I wouldn't know how to tend after it. The trail was wide and narrow. The eagle or the sparrow showed the path he was to follow. Are you all right? Sure, sure. I got a fine horse under me. A mountain man's a lonely man and he leaves a lot. Behind. How's the war going? Which war? It ought to have been different, but you oftentimes will find that the story doesn't always go the way you had in mind. If you value your hair, you will get married. a man the Indians prayed to and cursed and tried to kill. Uh, 
Robert Redford as Jeremiah Johnson. Some say he's dead. Some say he never will be. Jeremiah's story was that kind. And uh, yeah, Mike I mean, brought this up, what, and we want to talk about it. Yeah, I was. I haven't. I've never actually seen this movie all the way through. I'd seen it kind of growing up um, on like TNT and shit every now and then, like back in the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, but never really finished the whole thing. And it's an incredible adventure movie. It is a western, obviously, because right. they're just living off the land. But it's not your typical John Wayne type of western. You know, I, I agree with you. It's definitely more of an adventure. Yeah. Um, Lewis and Clark kind of, you know, going right. out into the wild and Grizzly Adams type shit. Yeah, there's like there's no cowboys in this movie. No. So, Indians uh, though. Indians, lots of Indians. Yeah, and and we get to um. I saw this movie when I was pretty young, probably about 12 or 13. And um, I was fascinated ever since I, ever since I saw it the first time. And I, I still find it truly fascinating to this day because the movie, um, and some people might not believe this, maybe some of the younger crowd, or, uh, younger listeners, listeners here, but like it's li- literally a movie with maybe like, I don't know, a page and a half of words. Like, no one oh, really yeah, talks- and Sidney Pollack calls it his silent movie. Yeah, okay, that makes, that makes total sense. I haven't seen now. Sidney Pollock, yeah, he's the director of this thing. I mean, the man, everybody should know who knows film uh, filmmaking and directors and whatnot. Yeah, that name but, alone just evokes yeah. like really, really great art. <laughs> and this movie is a beautiful movie. This movie cries for a 4K. This needs to have a 4K. Yes, I agree. Don't know why it hasn't happened yet, but Warner's is Warner's Brothers is always pretty fucking. Um, uh, I don't know what would you call. They're very. I don't know, like stig- stigent? What, well, yeah, one? like, you know, I think whenever the, the Revenant came out, you know, the, the, there's a movie that that's like, that's kind of a remake of it. It's based off the same story from like the 60s or 70s. I can't think of the name right now, but I'll find it later and text you. Okay. Um, but that movie had never, since when the Revenant came out, it's that, that film got a lot more, you know, it was being brought up again and talked about. Right. So then Warner Brothers finally did a, a Blu-ray version of it and released that in like 2016. But it took that movie coming out for that to happen. Yeah, that's and it's. I find that very ridiculous. And and Warner Brothers has this thing called Warner Brothers Archives, quote unquote. And that's what, yeah, exactly. And they'll they'll just all of a sudden throw a really cl- good classic, or maybe a, a hidden classic like the movie The Hidden, which is a really great sci-fi action movie. They'll just throw it on Blu-ray with nothing on it. You got no trail. You don't even have a fucking trailer. Sometimes right. they come with subtitles. Which especially is I was gonna say the special features would only be like the you know the different languages maybe. Maybe yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's pretty ridiculous, and it's, it, I find it ridiculous that this still hasn't got a 4K, because this movie would look, it's gorgeous looking, oh, obviously, yeah. on blue, but I really love to see, like to see this thing on 4K. Um, yeah, but, I, um, I, I didn't own this movie, so I just went to Redbox, it was like two ninety nine to rent it or whatever for 48 no hours, and I mean, even, it's it's the, it's a really good Blu-ray transfer. Yeah, my the, I got, I rented it on uh, Voodoo, I, was, I actually kicked myself in the ass, I was like, yeah, I got this movie. I'm looking around. See, I, I thought got my brother owned this one too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought my brother owned this too, and I did not. Well, it's like, you know, sometimes I don't mind getting like like today, whenever I went to Half Price Books, the, that's the DVD version of the British version of The Office I got. But I mean, it still looks good. I was surprised. Right, right. And there there, there are some movies that actually still look really fine on fucking on, on DVD. And some yeah, that look Mountain Men, that looked better than I expected. Right, right. Exactly. Um, like I will say, for example, Evil Dead 2 on Blu ray. Just on Blu-ray alone looks incredible. It looks like a 4K right. scan. It's cra- it's crazy, but um. So I forgot about this. Um, we have two people who wrote a screenplay on this. One man is Edward Anhalt, Anhalt, and the other one 
is John Milius. Yes. Completely forgot about that. And it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. John Milius is a, he's the man's man. He, write, he writes movies about men, you know, Harry, uh, Dirty right. Harry, shit like Apocalypse that. Apocalypse Now, yeah. yeah. Conan, The Barbarian. And Jeremiah Johnson. It's weird. Jeremiah Johnson's not like Conan or anybody no. from Apocalypse Now. He's, a, he's a, like a regular, kind of a regular kind of dude. Right. And um, it makes me wonder, like, maybe Milius's uh, script was more like his the real life Jeremiah. Johnson I'm thinking was. you're probably right. I'm thinking you're <laughs> I probably right. I would love right. to read that thing. Oh, I would love to read that too. Like just showing him eating fucking <laughs> livers and shit. <laughs> liver eating Johnson. Yeah, liver eating Johnson. Yeah. So um I wanna I want uh to Mike I want to Mike, I want for you to talk about this because you mentioned this meeting this last night. And I you know I've been a fan of this movie for going on twenty years. And right. you blew my mind last night with the history of this man who I didn't, what I thought it was, was what I was told, I think from my grandpa, it was like, a, um, it's probably more, more than likely an amalgamation of a bunch of mountain men. And then yes. they made a story out of him, but apparently he was a real guy. <clears throat> yes. And also some like Del Gu was a real person. Um, Hatchet Jack, who he gets the rifle from was right, a real right. trapper back in the day. Really? Wow. Um, yeah. Um, I, I was, those were allegedly the ones that in real life, avenged the the crazed woman that we'll get to later whoa okay in that real life like they were the ones who supposedly but there's you know at the same time these are very old stories so a lot of it may fall to legend you know some things cannot be d definitively proven but there's a lot of similar tales that get told so they kind of have an idea of like how it really went down right right and that he lived into old age jeremiah Don johnson which most you know fucking mountain men did not but yeah, his name was originally Liver Eaton Johnson um, because his wife, who was pregnant at the time, was murdered by, excuse me, was murdered by a random uh, raiding party of Crow Indians. And uh, she was killed in the spring while he was off trapping and he didn't find her body until several months later. Oh, and my God. He identified. Sorry, I know we're getting this early, but super spoilers, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he identified the band that had killed her because he recognized the Tennessee rifle that he had given her in possession of one of the Crow warriors. Right. Right. <sighs> yeah. And like, but, but it was like in the movie, it kind of makes you see him kind of like being more of like a isolated um, hunter, but he usually would recruit other mountain men as well as flathead Indians to help him with the vendettas. Right. Right. That makes sense. Um, yeah. This super interesting history here. I mean, um, from what I read from the article you sent me, the man killed over 300 Indians. I guess I yes. would assume crows, but they over can also multiple decades. Yeah, over like 25 years. Yeah, and ate <sighs> the livers because you told me that they believe that if yes. they ate the and, liver, and, they could have a passage through like heaven or or the afterlife. Yeah, the, the, that was the crow Indians' belief, who were his mortal enemies. Yeah. Um, the reason yeah, why they called the crow killer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why, um, yeah, they would need, they, they believe they needed the liver to get into the afterlife. So that way he deprived them of their earthly um, lives and then also their life in the afterlife, too. Right. What an interesting part of the body to eat. It, it must be a, must be holy. The liver where you piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so I, I, I have no The Indians eating all that peyote, man. They were just having some crazy <laughs> ass trips. <laughs> well, I, I have to Good say. shit. <laughs> I, oh, I have to say. Um, that what they did with this movie, with the character and the, the, the um, and the way he gets his revenge and the, the death that happens that he gets the revenge for, I thought was really, really well done. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, I could, I'm with you too. I could also see that other version of him too. I could watch that movie. No problem. Right? Oh man. Yeah. But, um, in this movie, 
um, he's just such a likable guy. Like, yeah, and this is very far different. You know, the the real Jeremiah, he was uneducated. You know, he he hated the 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 Native Americans, but he did respect them for their amazing survival skills and stuff like that. Right. He was a typical man of the time that you would expect. You know what I mean? Agreed, that lived out agreed. in the fucking woods. <laughs> right. And, and it's funny that like he in this movie doesn't uh, they they drastically change that. He doesn't seem like that kind of person at all. He just wants no, to be like a person to be left edu- alone. He seems, yeah, exactly. He just seems like a guy who just wants to learn how to trap. That's just what he wants to do. Yep. And just kind of live off the land. And and, and don't he doesn't want to make any qualms with anybody too. He wants to be friendly with everyone. You know, especially right. the Indians, especially like uh, uh, the Flatheads. And um, well, I, I guess they don't really get too much into the uh, the Blackfoot Indians, but they do come across them at one point. Right. But um, but yeah, you can the 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 all the sort of tiptoeing around. Those I think I think uh, Bear Claws has it right. Like like these mountains, um, they have a way of I forget the it's a great line. I should have wrote it down. I didn't write it down. But um, basically, the the mountains have their own way of living, and you basically must respect the mountains and what and adhere to it. Mountains. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's you know as we see in the movie, you know, um, the the passage that uh, Johnson leads these uh, with the this uh, the Council of Soldiers. Colorado down through, um, you know. This is a crow, you know, burial site. It's, just, it's spiritual. Not, not supposed to pass through this. Like all that stuff and what the ramifications from any of that shit happening could be fucking dire, to say the right. least. Um, but so uh, um, I wanted to ask you, since this is your first time seeing it all the way through, we got. Um, this, also, I must mention this is the first time I've ever seen a movie with like an overture. Well, uh, that's this short no like i mean you know i remember you know gone with the wind and all the classics i used to watch back in the day but the reason why they would have overtures and and intermissions because they're usually like four fucking hours long right (laughs) it was an hour and 50 it was like a what hour 55 or something like that yeah it's it's just shy of under two hours and when the overture popped up the i was like what the fuck so i immediately checked the time on i was like oh it's only two hours like normally you just don't see that and this is right. in 1972, so that was starting to kind of phase out. You know, 2001 was like 60, I forget what year, 66 or 67, and yeah. that that have an overture in it too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I I will I, I hadn't um I haven't seen Gone with the Wind. I probably, I think I've probably seen it once, but I mean, this was this was like the very first time I I saw something like that in an intermission. And there's another another act as well, correct? Like before um, he gets into a, fighting. It's a, yeah, it's just another intermission. Okay, they call it, different. and it's they weird. It's like right when there's like like thirty minutes left, and I'm just like, this is right. so strange. <laughs> well, I mean, I, all I can think of is that it's a '72, and this is a pretty intense movie. It feels right. very real, and you know, maybe very that's true. why they did it. I don't know. So, but oh, anyways, how? So, what did you think, buddy? I'll, I know, you, I know what you think, but I want people to hear what you think. So, I'm asking you again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought it was excellent. It's it's now in one of my favorite movies of all time it's beautifully shot it's it's incredibly acted you know robert redford like you said there's very little dialogue um the supporting actors i think the boy is great the crazed woman is is she is phenomenal fantastic like she probably deserved at least a nomination just for that small amount of time she's in the movie like swan she's a name uh no swan was i thought was his indian wife his wife. Oh, I'm not. I'm not thinking. Am I not thinking the same person you were thinking? Yeah, i'm thinking of the crazed woman who he stumbles upon at the house yeah. Her titles are Crazy Woman, so yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. And uh, of course, apparently she was based on a real person, too. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of Excuse sense. Excuse me. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I thought it was excellent, man. It's uh, just 
such an awesome the movie was shot on robert redford's property he owned like 600 acres in utah at the time Holy 600 shit. and oh sometimes God. some of the locations would be six miles or 600 miles apart from the next location so Ooh, like you, you feel that in the movie though you feel the vastness and just like you know the frontier basically yeah unadulterated feel- which is just you know not a thing anymore unfortunately unless you go to national parks yeah I, I, there's a great scene in here, which I, I always kind of, um, it kind of gives me the chills. Um, that scene where, uh, Johnson's finally coming back around and he, he comes back around and finds the, uh, crazy lady's house again, or Caleb's house, yeah. Caleb being the child. And, um, he goes in there and he talks to the man and he's asked, where's the, he asks, where's the lady? And she's like, she's gone. He's like, where did she go? He's like, well, she died. But he's yeah. like, so who are you? He's like, well, my name is, I forget what his name is, but he's like, I'm a, I'm sed- a settler. Yeah. I'm a settler. He's like, settler. Like, what? Like, like he didn't know what the fuck, you know, he's been so, he's been gone in the mountains for so long. These right. areas can be so savage. And he's like, why the, f-? you can tell he's like, why would you want to settle here? Like, this is, like I know. And then, and then he walks, he walks out there and finds the family like hidden in the cupboard kind of out back. And like, you know, he just he gives him that look like, man, there's no way he can protect all of them out here. You know, no. he's just. He is not prepared for what's coming. Yeah, he and, and the fun the craziest part is that Johnson just walks up to his window and the guy's back is to him at the door. He's like, yeah. he just killed him Didn't just now. Hear anything. You know? Yeah, yeah. He is he is not doing so well with his survival skills at this point. No, 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 no. Um I uh uh there's a bunch there's a lot of great characters in the movie. Um I I'm sure you would agree. Uh we're oh, yeah, first man. we're first uh, introduced to Bear Claw uh Chris Law. Um, who only hunts grizz? He's always hung grizz. And um, Pilgrim, keep your <laughs> nose to the wind, Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. I love what he says. Uh, sure, I'm cocky for a hungry pilgrim, man. Eh? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can skim most anything. <laughs> um, he meets him first, and this is kind of the first person he gets to really uh, get acquaint- acquainted with, and shows him the trick, shows him the skills that he needs to shoot, hunt. Um, Tells him about some basically of the, all know. the skills he is like severely lacking, which he, 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 I mean, I'm sure he could skin a lot of things, but good lord, he did not have, like when he's trying to get the fish, like that was fucking hilarious, just oh, stomping brutal. around in the waters, missing one after another. <laughs> and he tells him later, he's like, You're a bad fisherman, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Um, I like this, uh, there's a lot of great, um, uh, shots in the movie, like, like, uh, camera tricks that are great, like, uh, where, um, Bear Claw, uh, has that, that Grizz chasing him and um <laughs> comes out and he's like, What the fuck? And he's like screaming and shit and the, the bear the camera, runs into the cabin. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the camera pans and then like um you see the other side of the the, the cabin and uh, bear claw jumps off the window and shit. He's like, skin him now, boy. <laughs> you skin that feller and I'll bring you another. <laughs> <laughs> um that's a uh, that's a great camera shot. Um yeah what's a, a lot of great shots um of just scenery of of the mountains and whatnot we have uh del gu uh what's his name del gu del gu yeah g with an e yeah with an e um <laughs> and i love uh, when he when del has discovered the first time they come up on him he's just stuck in a hole in the ground like <laughs> yeah. his head this head is the only <laughs> thing above ground he's and like the yard in there he's like yeah i got a horse sitting under here with me <laughs> <laughs> i think my favorite line of his is um um uh, johnson's like like indians put you in there he's like well, sure was hell with the Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> um, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, this is this is um, is a 
I, I know it might be it might be surprising to some, and you some of you are going to scratch your head about this, but this one ha- this has one of the greatest cabin building montages of all time. It might yeah. be the only one. <laughs> it's it awesome. really does. It's fun to watch. Yeah, it's and, and just to kind of get an idea of what they had to go through and how you build a log cabin basically especially back then with no major tools or anything like that oh with with an indian woman who does not speak his language and a boy (laughs) who will not talk and he's talking for everybody yes (laughs) yeah it's pretty crazy um but he gets it done he does get it done they all get it done um i like uh when uh del gu takes has basically makes johnson feel bad for him to go get back his horses to get the horses back and Fucking Johnson knocks him over the fucking head. He's like, you could have gotten killed, you asshole, and all this. And um, the 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 flatheads show up uh, while they're riding, and he puts the the um, the scalps on his on his saddle. He's like, hell, I didn't know they're gonna be flatheads. Like like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it's crazy. Like like, you can tell he wanted to, he wanted to just be there by himself, but he finds himself himself in these situations like when he comes to the crazy woman, which is brutal, but and all her, her family is dead. And he helps her. He's like, "Woman, I am your friend. We have, but we have uh, graves to dig." And yeah, she's she's yeah. just completely psychotic and just like broken, you know. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. pulls up and she's talking to her kids who are both dead, just laying in the front yard, putting her clothes back know, on them. Yeah, you. Need, I told you not to come outside without your bonnet on. You like, like, just oh, it's. And then they bury him. They sing the song, and then after that is when he would Robert Redford goes inside and finds. Caleb, who, yeah. who that's not even the kid's name because he never speaks, never, never says anything. Out. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, Jeremiah Johnson just gives him this name. It's just really sad, really, really. And the mom basically just throws the kid at Robert Redford and tells him to take him. And that little stare they have at each other is like oh, so it's intense. Yeah, man. You could tell that she was just, she's not going to be able to take care of this kid. You know, she's gone. Yeah. Um, she's checked out. Yeah. It, it's, and he fixes the door. I like when he fixes the door and everything. Yeah. Um, like he makes him like when they make him food. He's like, "Boy, biscuits are ready. I'll make damn good biscuits." And, he, <laughs> you, know, and you feel like he's really trying to to help here. Like, like yeah. he's really trying to be a, a really good person and, and try to help out. Because I mean, it also um, um, it shows you this the the, the savage uh, uh, part of this this world. There's no one here. Yeah. There's no, I think uh, Del Goose says at one point he's like he's, he, when he's screaming like a fucking maniac. He's like no rules, no God, no laws and shit like that. <laughs> it's like man, it's insane, but it's true. Yeah. It's, it's just fucking brutal. Exactly. And it, uh, when you said biscuits, it reminded me of something I read about the real um, Jeremiah Johnson that he he once poisoned twenty nine Braves. I wrote um, that. I, I, with, I, I read that. Yeah. With strychnine biscuits, just as a practical joke. <laughs> like that's how fucking yeah. just. This guy was crazy. He was, and um, I, I think you, I think he, in the article too, they, um, I think a school teacher um, offered to pay money to move his grave because uh, I forget what highway it was on, but it was right next. It was supposed. It was going to well, be. He right was buried next to a out in California, but he wanted to be moved out into Wyoming, I believe. Okay. Okay. Um, like Robert Redford was a pallbearer at the. Yeah, he was pallbearer. The yeah. rebear or the reburial. <laughs> Um, which is cool just, it was it's cool yeah in this uh, it's cool that the school teacher offered to pay to to get him to wyoming um and i, I did i read this incorrectly mike but he died in 1900 correct i'm not Jeremiah sure Johnson? exact year yeah. hang on i'm looking at i have it right over here i just got to scroll to find it where'd he go damn because he was old he was actually very tall he was like yeah. six foot three six foot four right yeah he was six foot two like 260 pounds which at yeah. his day like the max height 
or the median height was like five foot six. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! He the, he fucking scared the crows, man. <laughs> oh yeah, tall motherfucker. But um, and I mean, Redford's probably like maybe six foot, maybe, but he didn't look like he didn't look it. But um, yeah, you were right. He died nineteen hundred at the age of seventy six. Seventy six, man, old fucking guy for that time period. Yeah, that's crazy out. for the life he lived. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and all the things he fucking did. Um. And survived and, and survived all the killing. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you. Uh, this has some great montages in it uh, with some awesome fucking music. The score is amazing, and I love all the songs. Uh, the Jeremiah Johnson. Oh yeah, it's really up good. Into the mountains, all that stuff. Um, but uh, we got a mon- we got a mon- cabin building montage. Obviously, him montaging in the beginning, trying to shoot deer and fucking up and not hitting anything. Um, and we have the mo- the killing montage where he's you know going out to fish and. Uh, when the crows show up and he, they fight, and he just fucking you can. There's a scene in here where they uh, when he's at the creek and he's fishing, and the, that the crow shows up and they run after each other. You can hear their bodies like slam against yeah. each other. And the it's fight a really, real. really cool fight scene. Yeah, man. Like, well, and apparently uh, Redford did a lot of his own stunts in this, I believe. and uh, just because he wanted to be able to do it, but he didn't want to put the stuntmen out of work, so he paid the stunt guild so that none of the stuntmen would lose a job, basically, just because he Whoa. wanted to do his own stunts. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah, no joke. Uh, there's a great corpse in here. Fake corpse. Uh, uh, Hash of Jack, right? Yes, uh, the frozen guy did the tree. Man, it looks yeah. incredible. Yeah, it, it looks fantastic. And <laughs> it's great. Like, he talks about wanting to get the 50 cal, but he can't get the 50 cal because if, if he can't get the 50 cal, he's, he's a, he'll, he'll, he'll go with a 30 cal, the 30, right? 30, 30, yeah, 30, yeah. 30. And then he finds that fucking 50 cow. He's like, 50 as cow. long as it's a yeah. Hawkins, and that's what he gets. Yeah, the that Hawkins, 50 yeah. cow Hawkins. <laughs> and he reads that fuck. I wish I wrote that that letter down, the, the, the death note. It's great. He's like, God oh, willing, yeah. a white man will find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hereby give this, yeah, this rifle to whoever finds it. God, God willing, it's by a white man. <laughs> Anyways, I'm dead now. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> And then Del Goo asked uh, asked him later on. He's, he's like, "That hatch of Jack's rifle." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "What'd you find?" He's like, "Pulled up, found him frozen in the mountains." <laughs> Some shit. Yeah, he said, "I found him frozen to a tree." And he's like, "Up, shame." <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. The I I just like the fact that you know it could be any day, and they could just come upon each other. Like, hey, what's there you are. This kind of like how the characters kind of interact. You don't me not see him for a while. Like Del Gu comes back and he's got a full head of hair now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And Bear Claw shows up and won't sit real close to him. Kind of sits a little far away. And you know, you, you make. Uh, what did you say? You make damn good rabbit pilgrim. Yeah. Still got a head but, um, of hair on you too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's just worried him because all the killing he's been doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I thought I found it interesting. I wanted to do. I, I should look this up, but I found it interesting that Doku talks about um, he, him and Johnson are talking. Johnson asked him, uh, "Why did you take the scalps?" And he's like, "I sold them to the, uh, the English." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's wild." But I yeah, mean, he's like, uh, "London is wallpapered with Indian scalps." I was yeah, like, "Shit, Christ, man. dark times, man." And yeah, no joke. Uh, I don't remember if they ever say it in the movie, but they do mention it and. Johnson in this movie, not in real life, but Johnson in this movie, um, well, I can't actually could be wrong about that, but he was in the army, correct? Uh, yes. Oops. It doesn't really, spe- hang on, he he was in the Navy, I believe. Yeah, he's wearing like uh, the uniform gray and yellow pants, trousers or whatever, 
And yeah, I know, and they ask him about the war, and he's like, "Yeah, you didn't miss anything or something like yeah, that." You didn't miss anything. Their claws asking about that, and then eventually, um, this color, this Colorado section, uh, uh, sort of a, I don't know what they, I don't really, do, they bring, they're bringing soldiers. I'm not sure if it's an army though. It's more like a rescue. Yeah, and, the, but I mean, it's with a regiment, so that is, they do have soldiers with them. Okay, all right. Well, that's where shit hits the fan. Eventually, these people. Uh, get lost in the mountains, and they need uh, Johnson to uh, help them get help them to get guide out. them. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's against his gut feelings to do so, even though he shows like, yeah, go up this mountain here, take a right, and go down. You'll find a valley. And they're like, like you know, hey. And the guy's all shaming him, the fucking dickhead in the glasses. That asshole. Yeah. Hey Johnson, how long have you been carrying your squaw? He's like, fuck you, asshole. You fucking yeah. Off. Yeah. And no thank yous. This lead. And I, I do like that sequence though too when he when he, he he immediately turns around like they start to say thank you and he's like oh well better get him out fast and just like yep. already hits the road and yeah. then comes back across that little crow kind of burial area yeah. and he notices that there's like skulls that have been placed there now yeah yeah and then he just hauls ass to the house and of course that's when he finds his wife and you know and, and Caleb murdered and yeah. in real life it was his her the wife was pregnant with their with this child whenever they murdered her fucked up and they scalp the boy yeah it's brutal man it's 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 very brutal but um you know it's just a a very compelling um film it's it's great it's just one of those movies you can watch with this little 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 or no dialogue at all and you can kind of get like the actors are so good they don't a lot of them don't have to like really speak to each other i mean it's a whole that whole scene like literally Robert Redford is he no one's talking to him besides Swan and she is talking in her native language or French <laughs> right and a picture yeah, of those two speaks in different languages and um you basically get like you know uh Johnson looking at Caleb and he's like kind of wants to mouth the words but he kind of reads the body language he's like nah stay here or whatever don't worry about it and he's trying to learn her language to kind of understand where she's coming from but it's also a lot of just like trying to understand like trying to learn to understand the people that you you're living with basically and and really no... learning by body language and yeah like, you know just and eyes man everything is eye movements and everything's movie. eye movement yeah. <laughs> everything's eye but movement. it's still good like it, it's it's not boring at all no 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 it moves it, it moves really fast yeah in my opinion um if you know if you <laughs> It's, I, I, I'm sure some people would assume this would be a, would, would consider this a boring, quote unquote, boring movie. But like, I mean, you guys got to, got to take it all in, put yourself in that time, man. It's just well, it, and, I, and I feel like I we're having kind of like a Western Renaissance. You know, Yellowstone's this huge hit. 1883 was a big hit. Um, you know, you're getting more like Hell or High Water. You know, it's all Taylor Sheridan, of course, but <laughs> old, old old Henry, old Henry, great movie. Like, I, I really feel like. You had out of range recently on which I unfortunately I didn't think was that good, but um, out of range the TV oh, show, the show. With Josh Brolin on um, Amazon Prime. It's just really they, they yeah it's just I don't know you'd have to see it it's really strange. Okay, in a bad starts way? off as like a cool little sci-fi, but then like it just kind of falls into like a more like a soap opera kind of thing. Like yeah. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Anyway, but um, but yeah, well you know that that, that is interesting. You know I'm not a. Uh, I'm a Western fan. I Me wouldn't too. say I'm a huge Western fan. Um, there are there there are there are definitely some westerns I really love. Um, Mike I, with Mike too on the Yellowstone. Yellowstone's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. But it has to. I mean, for me, um, 
there has to be some difference there. You know, like there has to like like not the average. Yeah, it can't be Western. like all your John Waynes. Even though I do like True Grit, I do like um the Shootist. I think is one. Okay. Um, but you know, like I'm I love Clint Eastwood's Pell Rider and the Outlaw Josie Wells. Those are both fucking great. Um, and they're brutal as hell. Yeah, Pay they are. High. I I think the the thing I think what really captivates me and pulled me in about Eastwood is that um besides i just like him and i like him i like him more than wayne and i'm not saying wayne's a bad uh cowboy he's a great cowboy but uh the this this sort of super this all well, that but the supernatural part of it the the pale writer's very supernatural um uh hang him high super, very supernatural i mean uh, they paint the the town red and he could be a ghost or or hang him high or actually it's hang him high hang him high when they he comes back and he's he could be a ghost. He could not be a ghost. They well, Pell Rider, it's, it's kind of hinted at that too. Yeah, it's like it's the supernatural thing to it. Like you never know whether or not. And then could... Unforgiven is considered like the third one. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, he, he's kind of like this, and it's kind of like uh, Jeremiah Johnson is too. Like uh, there's that part where uh, the 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 guy um, at the old the crazy old lady's house says like some some men say you're dead, some men say you'll never will be. You know right. stuff like that, which is chilling. It's awesome. But I, I, when he looks at that, um, this sort of um, monument, as the guy says, and he's and, uh, Johnson says a little early, isn't it? Because he thinks it might be a grave. He's like, not, it's not a grave. It's like they come here and they like to like off put to, off, to honor you. Yeah, to honor you. Um, which so is crazy, kind of but ghost. I mean, it's because yeah, you've murdered so fucking many of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a sign of respect. Right, and, and in real life, this went on for twenty five years, and he they did bury the hatchet, so to speak. Like he did meet with like a leader of really? the pro nation oh, at the okay. time, and they you know squashed it all. Okay, I didn't know that because at the end of this, for the longest time, I thought that got um, the uh, the Indian in the in the in the distance there was a crow, but it's not a crow. Um, it's that guy. He that's uh, one of the one of the uh, leaders he meets in the very first beginning of the movie. Right, he gives the. Um, uh, um, the the fur to the wool to, and they, yes. they kind of make and they they smoke a peace pipe together because you know at least he knows at the end he has one at least one tribe. Still well, that's that and that the father of Swan because like they the no. whole scene where, huh? No, the father of Swan is a a flathead. Oh, okay. Um, and he's much taller. Um, and he's in the, he's it's one that's one he um him and uh, uh Delgu or uh, Duke uh yeah Delgu are in there, in there and uh Johnson's like listen, take the scalps, take the Blackfoot horses. I don't need them. I don't want them anymore. They're like whoa whoa whoa. Like and Delgu's like don't, what the fuck are you doing, man? Don't, yeah, don't give him all that shit. If you give him more, of, like if you give him a better prize than he's offering you, then you insult yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Um. <sighs> that that guy, uh, that tall guy in the middle there, he's the chief, and that's uh, Swan's father. Right. But that guy at the beginning, I'm not sure if they ever say. Uh, I think Bearclaw does say, but uh, I don't remember now. But uh, I'm pretty sure he does say what the Indian tribe is. But those guys definitely, because you see like a montage of them giving uh, furs and, and and blankets to him, and they they kind of tr- uh, trade and then they smoke the peace pipe, and he's right. there. But I always thought that was a, a crow. I was wrong. I'm glad to I rewatched it. Yeah, it, it's such it's such a fucking great film, man. All the way through, I was. Really blown away by it. one scene that I wanted to talk about that I almost forgot was whenever he gets ambushed, which and time? he uses he uses the it's closer to the end and he uses the horse's reaction oh. to find out where the enemy's coming from. Oh, because he gets shot and he falls down and like that camera angle is so cool 
Yeah. Like, zooms in on the horse's nose real fast, cuts back to Robert Redford. You can see like kind of part of his face on the ground and just it's like blurry in the background and slowly yeah. but surely you see the Indian kind of creeping up. It was Coming just such focus. a cool sequence. Yeah. Yeah, they shoot they they shoot this the the uh the stock of his rifle, it falls off, it plays dead. Um kind of pulls the the, the pistol, pistol a little bit yeah, out of his cocks it, yeah. He cocks it and he just a super intense, like solid minute of a scene of like truly it's like, very it's, intense. It's super intense. And then even though he does kill the crow, he still gets fucking hit mm-hmm. with a spear, man. <laughs> right in the fucking gut, man. Whatever that happened, I was like, oh shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> Indians, I mean, it was, it was a good play. Yeah, I, and uh, man, you, you know, there, there's uh, talk about one of those scenes, man. One of those great scenes that live in fucking movie hi- cinema history. Yeah, the absolutely. scene, the scene, yeah. the scene where he comes and finds them right after, uh, right after he comes home, and he he stays the whole night awake, and he oh, leaves, yeah. and he fucking pulls those two rifles out, man. Pow, pow, fucking shoot. Bam! He put he picks those two fucking dudes up and runs them into each other, and, oh, and he jumps over that fucking horse and grabs that fucking guy. It is intense. I got goosebumps even talking about it right yeah, now. Yeah, man, it is such a well shot sequence, man, and and like lives like it's like Michael Mann esque kind of like in how quick the action cuts. Oh and, right, dude. Totally you know, right. just just moving in and out of the action and back and frame and like kind of a, it was just, it was fucking cool. And he goes and follows that one guy out into the bank, and he's singing like a basically a song like "Welcoming Death" because you know Johnson's going to. Because he comes, up, Johnson comes. Out, Somebody, out of only brush. one person's getting out of there. Yeah, yeah the only <laughs> out of it. but Johnson comes out of that brush, dude, like a fucking wild animal. Dude, he's like, oh, his hands are all clawed and shit. He's all just like, I'm ready to kill. Get bloodlust, man. Um, <laughs> and he goes, I like, I like that he goes back and he falls asleep on the, like in the middle of all these dead bodies. It's yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. That, that that's such a cool scene. Like just completely exhausted it's like yep i guess i'll just take a nap now <laughs> uh, yeah and all the uh me and mike said it before but a lot of these fights they feel real man like like there's a yeah. fight by the creek we were talking about it earlier where they're just getting thrown they're throwing each other over like fucking uh stumps and shit you can see them hit right. their backs and shit and uh johnson gets hit in the fucking head with um with the back of tomahawk he like there's a great scene where he tumbles over like logs and shit into the creek he just sits there, like, with his knees down in the water. It's like, when will this fucking end, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. And, and there's a couple of things I wanted to say. I forgot um, that, according to John Milius, he didn't get along with Redford and Sidney Pollock, and he was really? fired. Yeah. And he yeah. got fired. Milius claimed that subsequent writers couldn't write as he did, and the only one that made a con- contribution to the script was Edward Anault. After okay. Anault left the project, Pollock and Redford rehired Millie Milius again to finish the film. <laughs> what? Oh my god, god. What a fucking shit show. What a shit show and look at it look at how it came out. It's crazy. Um yeah. this won a couple Oscars, correct? No, it's not that's the thing. It's not even nominated for it was nominated oh. for a Palm Award at Cannes, but no no nominations for anything. <laughs> that is insane. Which blew my mind, yeah. What? No, yes. Like and I'm talking nothing. It got one 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 nomination for for the Keynes Film Festival, for the Palm, you know, director for yeah. Sidney Pollack, and then a Bronze Wrangler Award, Western Heritage Award, 1972, <laughs> and it won it won that. <laughs> yeah, it won that. Yeah, I, I see that here. This is wow. What a travesty, man. Yeah, I can't. I was blown away. I cannot believe that. No, I didn't look this up. I don't. I'm not sure if you did, but did this do well back then? I couldn't find a budget really. I mean, the budget to make the movie was three point one million, but I haven't found anywhere. Like IMDb doesn't list the 
details of how much money movies made going back that far. So I'm not sure. Uh, let me check this out real quick. Hopefully this won't take very long. Um, I got I'm, I'm on a uh, uh, on uh, box office mojo. Man, not even box office mojo has the fucking yeah. Uh, it's I was gonna the last wow. next place I was gonna check was um, Wikipedia. I would assume it's did good though. I mean, I mean, this was still high at the time of westerns. Yeah, know, so. absolutely, and it and it's an incredible movie. Yeah, and it's. And it's I good. mean, because of it was the the popularity of the film that got the real um, Jeremiah Johnson's body moved. Of course, the teacher paying for it as well, but right, it was because of the film coming out. Right, that yeah, makes sense. Um, but yeah, that blows my mind. So oh, yeah, oh yeah, so three point one million in a box office, it made forty four point seven million. Yeah. Okay, it, 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 it did it, well. Well, great. Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, that's like what that's like times five now in money you know it's crazy oh yeah that's that's insane um but yeah I, I you know me and mike we don't want to ruin it all uh because it just it's just a lot here to watch and 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 uh and enjoy from i mean uh robert redford is so charismatic um he, he's there's a great scene of him shaving his beard because when he kisses uh swan she's got like uh irritation on her skin so he Goes and shaves his beard and comes back. He's like, "Well, still me, goddammit. it!" <laughs> you know, shit like that. <laughs> right. Um, but yes, because you feel the pressure because no one's talking to him, or if someone's talking to him, and he doesn't understand the language. You feel like this intense, like, like no one's like, "I'm here alone with two other people, and I just want to talk." I have to rely time. on this other guy to translate. He could be lying about what they're saying. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. there, there's a whole lot that, more involved. You're right. And there's a great scene where they're eating. And uh, it's like the first night together. Well, it's first night with with Swan being there, and and uh, excuse me, uh, uh, he's he asks her if he's religious, right? Because she prays before she eats, and right. he does. He's like, I, I'm not going to harm you, and he just kind of takes her hand and does the cross symbol across her chest. And you're religious, yes. And she's you know she's not nodding her head or saying yes. He's like, you know, yes. And she eventually says yes, and he nods her head. <laughs> and then he kind of like he's like great hunter right yes and she's yes he's like ah that's all you need to know for now <laughs> you know shit like that <laughs> he's very charismatic he doesn't seem um racist or uh creepy he just seems like uh again like i've said it probably a hundred times now just a nice guy living yeah like, living he really is and it's a revisionist ber- uh, version because the real one definitely was very racist <laughs> he's a product oh, of I the era that. Wow. Oh yeah, no, he was, you know, he was he was uneducated, you know, just like I said, hated all the natives and everything like that. He was a, a typical of that time. I hate to, you yeah, know, it's just you're right, you're right. Was. That's what it was. I mean, but it's, it's an incredible movie. Yeah, what what they did, they they um like I, I know me and Mike want to read this the this two books that that they used to write the scripts for this movie. One's called I, Crow Killer. I forget what the other one's called. Uh, oh, Mountain Man. Yes, I think you're right. The Mountain Man or something like that, but um, yeah, I want to I want to listen to those books, man, because I want to know more. Uh, because they really, um, Milius and uh, Anhalt, they really did something really fantastic with this story. I mean, they completely changed uh, who this guy was besides being a mountain man. Other than that, yeah. and fighting the crows, obviously, and, and then kind of changing from pregnant wife to you know, um, kind of Johnson being forced to marry this lady and <laughs> forced to take this kid <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, it's an incredible movie, uh, uh, and I don't hear, I don't ever hear anybody ever talk about it, which is a bummer. No, it, like, man, I, I just happened to see something about it. I actually, what it was, I was reading something about John Milius 
and th- I read that he wrote the script. And I was like, oh shit, I, I don't think I've ever actually seen that entire thing. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. And and is that Milius documentary? I've never seen it before, but I wonder if he talks about it on there. Be interesting to see. Oh yeah, I forgot that's on like Showtime or something. I can't remember which one. I've never seen it either. Um, fascinating person, John Milius. Yeah, very fascinating. That's who Walter's based off in uh, the Big Lebowski. Is it? Yeah, they they really based it <laughs> off like how he reacts in very pro war like just like boisterous. I mean, even you look at a picture of John Goodman in that movie and so cool. John Millis, there's there's a very close re- resemblance there. <laughs> looks, so man, you just blew my mind again, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they look so close together. Any advice you ever seen John Millis or or watched an interview with John Millis, or I would say listen to the commentary for Conan the Barbarian. It's an interesting guy. I'll say yeah. say the least. I'll say that much. Um, but um, Mike, I'm really glad you brought this up, man. This is a great flick. Yeah, man. I, I'm glad we got to talk about it and that I got to kind of see it the right way for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, you know, you talking uh, us talking about some Eastwood stuff, man. We got to do like Pearl Rider or something next. Or oh, I'm I've uh, always wanted to do all of those movies of his. Me too, man. But I mean, it's been a some long of them time. Are brutal. Hang yeah, on high is pretty fucking dark. Yeah, yeah, hang on high is pretty fucking brutal. And it's it's creepy. Like yeah, co- like 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 um, Eastwood is fucking creepy in it. He's a weird absolutely. And and you know a, a, a little interesting fact. Uh, I can't remember if it was Hang 'em High. One of one of those first movies that Eastwood did, he sent a letter to John Wayne, you know, saying, "Hey, I want you to see the film and tell me what you think about it. Hopefully, we could work on a project together." Right. And John Wayne sent him back a scathing letter, like, you know, you're this is not how Western's supposed to be made, and like all this shit. So Clint just what? went on and made his movie. <laughs> oh my god! But oh I mean, my. you know, it's I can I can understand it's the aging compared to the new guy on the street. You know what I right. mean? Like, right. I'm not surprised by that reaction. Yeah. That would be interesting, though, if they did a movie together. That would have been interesting. That would have been cool. Like, I mean, see. I think perfectly. I mean, I think he's already passed away at that time. But to have him in, like. Um, he lived until, like, the either really early 80s or late 70s. Yeah, I don't remember. Because um, he did what was he did the cop movie. I think like the last movie he did, right? That cop movie. Yeah, um, I, I own it. I cannot think of what it's called right now. Damn it. It's like his last movie or whatever. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's, it's I actually just, like it. Yeah, it's just weird seeing him in that type of movie after just knowing him as John Wayne. But yeah, I, right. it's it's not that bad. And I guess it's kind of it's it comes to it comes it's back like around Mick to what G you're saying or mix before. something. Yeah, I want I want to say it starts with a D, but I can be wrong, like Donovan or something like that. I can't uh, remember. But um, it it kind of comes back around to what you're saying before about this letter, this scathing scathing letter, because that movie is very much like a Dirty Harry movie. Yeah. And he's kind of going, he's kind of flowing with the times, you know, you know, you know Clint Eastwood, Cowboy, now transitioning into the sort of policeman stuff. And those were all very successful movies. I'm not sure about yeah. that, but most of the movies are very successful. But um, that's interesting, man. But, well, what I was going to say is that um, it would have been cool to have him because because uh, uh, um, uh, Unforgiven is in the 90s, early 90s, correct? Yes. It would have been cool to have Bill John. Bill Ryder is like mid 80s, like 85. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. I mean, besides Jeremiah Johnson, that's probably one of my other very top favorite movies, Western movies of all time. Oh, yeah, it's great. Absolutely. That score, the score in Pell Rider is probably one of my favorite scores of all time. <laughs> totally. It's amazing. But um, yeah, anyways, uh, thanks, everybody, for checking us out. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, please, um, it's not on streaming services right now. But you have to, Well, it is, but you have to rent it. But do yourself a favor and rent Jeremiah Johnson. Check it out. Um, 
it's just a great flick. It flies by, and it's a kind of a I would say it's sort of a hidden masterpiece in this 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 cinema uh, universe. Yeah, man, it's beautifully shot. It's it's gotten me to want to watch all these kind of more like mountain men, the Revenant type kind of movies and stuff like that. So it it really kind of it was like a nostalgic kind of feeling watching it too because it's, yeah. it's it has that old time kind of feel to it. So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I know. It's just interesting. I don't think I've seen a lot of Mountain Man movies. I've only, I think I've only seen this is this one, and there's another movie. I don't think it's a Mountain Man movie. It's one with. Um, I found a list that Charles said like, movies similar to it, and like yeah, the Tell of Grizzly Adams, um, the Dustin Hoffman one, Little Big Man, Little Big. So I guess that's the other one. <coughs> well, I, was that? I don't think that's technically a Mountain Man movie, is it? It's not to me, but it does deal with the similar Indian nations, so I think that's why okay. it's related. Okay. Yeah, but it is still kind of an adventure type, definitely more of like a comedy driven than I expected, but right. until it gets later on in the movie. But yeah, there is some comedy in this movie that, are, that is, I think, le- legitimately funny, but also really goofy sometimes. Like when he shoots that, <laughs> he shoots that elk and the horse comes up and, and he takes off and then he's like, let's go track that. Let's go track your your elk uh, uh, pilgrim. And like Robert looks up with like crooked eyes like, ooh, and he like lays that down. It's like, oh, OK, and yeah, it's, it's like, ridiculous. It's got that seven that that burr, 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 music, the like, very like circus yeah. kind of feeling, like yeah, joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, we have that's something we should definitely look into, man. That'd be a lot of fun to do. I'm down, yeah, for sure. All right, everybody. Well, you guys out there, take it easy. We'll be peace to each other, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Later. Is peace. the way that you choose the day that you tarry. Here's the day that you lose Sunshine or thunder A man will always wonder where The fair wind blows Where the fair wind And some folks say he's up there still. Jeremiah Johnson made his way into the mountains. He was betting on forgetting all the troubles that he knew.